0: Welcome back guys, you're here on Faith FM, we have come to encounter with God where we're going to be studying the fundamentals, the <laughs> salient doctrines and teachings of scripture this morning, the things that require unit, that are required for unity. So we're doing it in the, in the context of unity, we've looked at, uh, let me just a quick review again, um, Jesus Christ and salvation through Jesus Christ alone, through his grace alone, the second coming of Jesus, um, his <laughs> intercession for us in heaven, Um the law of God, and now we're going to be looking at death and the resurrection.
1: Before we do that, I got one word for you, Lyle. What's that? Jeff. Jeff? Jeff from Gosford has answered the quiz. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was about
0: to say, before we get into this, let's have another clue for the quiz. No, Jeff. But Jeff has from Gosford has it. just snapped it up.
1: Good on you, Jeff. Jeff from Gosford. Of course, the answer was sin. Uh, is like yeah. one of the
0: biggest subjects that there is uh-huh. anywhere in the Bible. And so uh, quiz makers had to make up some
1: really obscure really clues, obscure clues. To,
0: uh, to, to, to come up with that one.
1: So good on you, Jeff. We're going to send you your prize all the way to Gosford. It's not really that far. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you can enjoy that. Of course, you can uh, tune in next week. We're going to have more breakfast Bible quizzes. Every day we have a new quiz and you can win a new prize. But of course, if you want to get some more prize stuff, just stay tuned. Because at the end of the show, we do a free giveaway. You don't have to do anything to win. you just got to call up.
0: Yeah, that's kind of for the
1: cheaters. It's not uh, cheating.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> you get extra bragging rights if you can actually earn your prize.
2: Well,
1: so we do sell- one prize by, works works. by faith is a laugh. We, we do
0: one prize by works and one one prize by grace. <laughs>
2: Lies. Keep
0: keep, our, keep, our, keep ourselves comfortably sitting, sitting on the fence between uh, salvation by grace uh, and salvation by works up. here.
1: <laughs> Pay no attention to my <laughs> <laughs> to my co-host. Bit here. of false theology coming from this end of the desk today. We have heresy over here this morning. I think I'm going to switch your microphone off. Oh, okay. Where are we going? Acts chapter. You, you or something? don't have that switch anymore. Marta, I know, I'm so Marta has that switch now. She our, is the our producer. She took has the, the switch control. Away.
0: She has the power.
1: I think we were, we're playing with too much. I keep switching off your microphone <laughs> every time you went annoyed me <laughs> and they're like okay we're done with that now Mine. we're taking it uh, off you <laughs> yeah kind of
0: it, it broke it broke we took right. it to Dinderbine, and it broke <laughs> it didn't like the high altitude it didn't like it when it snowed yeah
1: maybe it was the altitude altitude the snow mm-hmm. the snow that you shoved down November. my back yes absolutely
0: yeah of course I shoved snow down your back because you always come in here and open the window because you're like boiling <laughs> hot
1: so I've been working out and you've just been sitting here yes speaking of working out you know what we're getting back to next week what the no five idea. kilo dumbbell sitting on the de- desk in front of you. Don't see any five kilo dumbbell <laughs> sitting. <laughs> he says looking to over the window. Right <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, I I'm convinced see. that we need to start our New Year's resolutions ahead of time. Really? Yeah. That's
0: just, that's just against... How can it be a New Year's resolution if you start it in the old year?
1: Because your resolution can actually be to continue your good habit. See?
0: Okay, so the way to solve this... Is mm. mm. not to start a habit now, and then you don't have to
1: continue it. Ah, see, <laughs> you such a. It's actually, do you know what? Now is a good time to start thinking about what your New Year's resolution is going to be. So, start having a good thing about that, good listeners. And uh, I think when we come back next year after our break, we should uh, get people on the phone and tell us <laughs> because we'll be back like a week into in January, around the sixth or something. We can get people to call up and tell us how they're going with their New Year's resolution. <laughs> it's usually dead after the third day. Anyway, All right, 20 so million movement, here we go. We'll
0: call them on, uh, yes, we'll call them the day after New Year's Day. Yeah, that's right. How long did you last?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think New Year's rev- resolutions are in the same category as salvation by works.
1: Oh, you think so? Yes,
0: you last about the same time.
1: Oh, okay. uh, New Year's resolution
0: actually probably lasts a little bit longer. Yeah,
1: that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, do, do, it can last longer.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. But it's not very often you hear a successful New Year's Resolution story, no. is it? Yeah. and
0: you never hear a successful Salvation by Work story. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist.
1: That doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> not going to happen. You've already failed before you even started. All right, so what are we studying today? We are studying the subject of death and a resurrection. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. How important is the resurrection of Jesus to uh, Christianity?
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's pivotal. It makes the whole thing, uh, track, gives the whole thing traction. Okay mm-hmm.
0: so the resurrection if, if you don 't believe in the resurrection, then you can 't believe in Jesus Christ basically because he says i 'm the resurrection and the life uh, He was the one who his whole uh, claim to divinity was the fact that he could lay down his life and take it back again yeah um, that was the resurrection was the evidence on which he based uh, his entire claim. To Godhood.
1: It wasn't just his claim to Godhood, it was also how he solved the sin problem. Like, if he hasn't, if he hasn't died and been resurrected, then we still are faced with this sin problem. Like, his, his death and resurrection is basically his receipt. He's like, look, here's my receipt. I've paid for this. All these mm-hmm, people are mm-hmm, now free. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it's also a demonstration of the fact that it's possible. Absolutely. Because the fact is that if Jesus, who is God, I mean, obviously, he was living as a human being. Uh, but if Jesus, who is God, cannot resurrect himself, mm-hmm. he cannot be brought back from the grave, then what hope do we have? And if we have no hope, then what's the point of being a Christian?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. You need a leader who has done, you know, what, what they're leading you who, to do. Who, who,
0: who can prove that it's actually a reality.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like when you watch those exercise videos, you know, no one's going to watch an exercise fitness guru who's not fit because they can't do it yeah. <laughs> well, for the rest of us <laughs>
0: I don't watch those, Mon
1: oh, Really? They're so entertaining <laughs> The ones from the 80s are gold <laughs> gold television viewing, I tell you what
0: <laughs> Hilarious Okay, so First uh, Corinthians chapter 15 Mon, why don't you read for us verse mm, 12 through 14, please
1: But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying that there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. That's pretty strong language right there. It's straightforward.
0: Just saying it how it is. Shot from the hip. Absolutely. Okay, so... Um, notice here it says here, you know, if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is useless. In my translation, it says it is vain, it mm. is empty. There is nothing to it. There is no hope for the Christian. If Jesus did not come from back from the dead, then Christianity is false in its entirety. Uh, so this is really fundamental to Christianity. There's probably one of the, you know, along with the death of Jesus Christ. I would say that this is uh, um, equally um at uh, equally fundamental to the whole doctrine of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Um and it's interesting you know when you stop and think about it is you look at the you know the various great religious leaders that have existed in the world and what they based their religion on. You know for instance the Buddha comes along and he bases his religion on um on his claims to good philosophy. Uh Muhammad comes along, he he bases his religion on the basis of, you know, good morals and doing good things. And teaching these things and, you know, making people's lives better. Jesus bases, you know, the foundation of his religion is the fact that he's going to come back from the dead. Absolutely. You cannot get anything more obscure than that. In fact, let me just look back in my Bible, the Gospel of John. I want to read that for you if I can find it there real quick. Uh, I think it's in like John chapter 2 or thereabouts. Might be able to find it, might not. Um, Where are we? Here it is right here, John chapter 2. I was right. In verse 18, the Jews said to him, What sign do you show seeing that you do these things? In other words, show us us a sign. What sign are you going to to show us? What evidence are you going to give us that you are the Christ, the Son of God? Essentially, that's what they're asking in this passage. And so Jesus is like, okay, this is the sign. This is the evidence that I will give you that I am a divine being, that I am God, that I am the Messiah. You want the evidence for that? Here's where it is. Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews are like, yeah, this temple is 46 years in building, and you'll think you'll raise it up in three days, but he spoke of the temple of his body. Mm. So when he's asked for a sign, show us, prove to us your authenticity. His proof is the resurrection. Now, you cannot... Choose anything more obscure than that. There are many supernatural things that God could have, that Jesus could have chosen to do uh, as evidence of his divinity. Supernatural things have been taking place down through history. But when it comes to resurrections, how many resurrections have there been?
1: There's been several. Yeah. Several, yeah. A couple of hundred.
0: Okay, so in the 1400 years in which the Bible was written, there was about eight. That are recorded Mm -hmm. Uh, There is no doubt more than that There is uh, a number that were unrecorded Such as the resurrections that took place When Jesus died But essentially very very few uh, Resurrections This is something extremely rare And that most people don't see in their lifetime The majority of the population of the earth Have never ever seen a resurrection In their lifetime (laughs)
3: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: So it's almost like Jesus comes to this earth and he's like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to choose the most obscure thing possible on which to be on which to create the foundation for my religion. If you can prove that this never happened, then the religion is over. You know, if you're going to ab- exhume the body of Jesus after his death, you know, after after those first three days, if you can, if you can, if you can say, "Hey, uh, guys, uh, I know you're preaching about the uh, the death of uh, the resurrection of Jesus, but actually, um, you know, his He's his, body. His, his, yeah. his body." Then Christianity would have collapsed in an instant.
1: Massive problem for Christianity, right
0: there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It would have all collapsed on that one thing, right there. And so, it's almost as if you know Jesus has chosen the most obscure thing that he possibly can find, so that when he is resurrected, it is such a more powerful argument. And this, of course, is the message that you know um, the disciples preached for the rest of their lives. This is what motivated them. It was the was the resurrection of Jesus. And right here, if we go back over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen. Uh, where Paul is talking about this and he says, you know, our preaching is in vain if Jesus didn't come from, rise back from the dead. If you want to read us for, for us those first few verses there, Mon, um, why don't you start for us in verse, the first three verses. First
1: three verses of uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was the most important and what had been also passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scriptures said. And verse 4. He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scriptures said.
0: Okay, so here Paul is uh, reminding them of the foundation of Christianity. It's yeah, like, this is where I started. This is what I told you. This is the foundation of Christianity here. Jesus died and was raised three days later. Mm. Then he goes on from there and he gives a number of uh, testimonies. So uh, why don't you keep reading for us uh, there, please, Mon.
1: He was seen by Peter and then by the Twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died.
0: Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Right a minute here. Let's say that you are really attracted to Christianity, uh, but you are unsure about it. Yeah. The foundation of Christianity is the resurrection of Jesus. So you're attracted to Christianity, but you're unsure about Christianity. And it's like, is this for real? I mean, really seriously did Jesus come back from the dead in Paul's day? Let's say let's say that you're in that situation. Uh do you have a way of verifying whether this happened oh, or not? For
1: sure. Well <clears throat> I mean yeah, I think you would, because you can just go talk to the eyewitnesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Now,
0: Paul would never have made this statement if this event had not taken place mm-hmm. and if he had not been able to verify it himself. He yeah. was like, yeah, there was more than 500 people who saw Jesus just on one occasion. He yeah. says, most of them are still alive. Go ask them. You That's don't right. make that kind That's of right. a claim if you know, it can be uh, proven to be wrong. And, of course, that was not the case. You know, They could go and ask all of those people. Did Jesus come back from the dead? Like, yeah, we saw him. Um,
1: if, you, if this was a court case, that's an awful lot of witnesses to have to go through. More, yeah, than yeah, 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 yeah. If you have like,
0: got five hundred eyewitnesses, I think that uh, that court case is it's um, gonna be chucked out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, uh, let me let's get uh, verse seven, eight, and nine.
1: Then he was seen by James, and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church.
0: Okay, so here's Paul. Paul is the, the last of the last. Mm-hmm. He wasn't actually the last of the last because the last of the last was John.
1: Yeah, he was being very humble.
0: Yeah, but John 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 saw Jesus after the book of First Corinthians was written. So when this was written he was the last of the last oh, to actually see really, Jesus. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Revelation remember. was written very Corinthians was written fairly early on, first Corinthians. Um, Revelation was written, you know, the last book of the Bible to be written. Mhm. Alright, so the whole foundation here is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that's what gives us hope. So if we go down now to the end of the chapter, so Paul begins by talking about the resurrection of Christ. He talks about the eyewitnesses of the resurrection of Christ. He lays down the challenge. He says, look, most of them are still alive. Go ask them. Um, he talks about how it's foundational to Christianity, how there's no hope without it, how preaching is in vain without it, that there is no gospel without the resurrection of Christ. And then he goes on to uh, this little bit here, uh, down in the end, starting in verse 51, if you'd like to read that for us, please.
1: But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed.
0: Okay, so we're not going to all die, but we will be changed, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sounds like a good thing. I don't want to die. I hope not to die, I kind of plan not to die, but either which way, I'm going to be changed. Anything, anything on your list there for changing one?
1: Uh, yeah, quite a few things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have quite a few things that
0: uh, we're not going to talk about on air. You know, we, if, you, if you look at yourself like, yeah, I'd like to change this, I'd like to change that, I'd like to change the other. The Bible says that we will be changed in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. Mm-hmm. All right, so we will all be changed. How long will that change take? Verse 52.
1: Verse 52 says, It'll happen in a moment in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever and we who are living will also be transformed.
0: Okay, so you've got two groups here. You've got those who have died who will be raised to live forever. Mm -hmm. And then you've got those who are still living who will also be Be transformed.
2: transformed.
0: The group that you don't have here the group that is significant by its absence here or anywhere else in the Bible are those who have died and already gone to heaven.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. You can't
0: have a resurrection unless you're dead. Yeah. That's obvious.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: you don't find that anywhere in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's the teaching of the immortality of the soul. The immortality of the soul is not found in Scripture. You get this, this The, the soul-spirit... Um, those words are found like 1,700 different times in the Bible. And there's not a single reference amongst all of those Bible verses that says that the soul or the spirit is immortal. Not not a one. If you can find one, of course, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is our number. Or text us on 0491-064-669, a verse that says that the spirit or the soul is immortal. Uh, okay, now, so... What you've got here is the resurrection. Now, the resurrection cancels out the immortality of the soul because you can't have a resurrection if you're still alive. That's right. Resurrection implies death. Mm-hmm. So you're dead, you're sleeping in the grave. The Bible says here, uh, we will not all sleep. Uh, the Bible describes death as being like a sleep, but that we will all be resurrected. Okay. Um, resurrected in, in, in a moment, the twinkling of night, the last trumpet, for the dead shall be raised, incorruptible, we shall be changed. Okay, verse 53, what does it say there in 54?
1: 54, then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting?
0: Okay, that's a pretty powerful uh, cry of victory right there, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, So this is what Paul has been leading up to in this whole passage. He begins by talking about the resurrection of Jesus. He, He speaks about how Christianity is... Uh, pointless is worthless, it is false without the resurrection of Jesus. Then he comes down to this part here where he talks about how that uh, the resurrection of Jesus points forward to our resurrection, Uh, that God has not just come to teach nice moral things here on this earth, but God has actually come to save people for eternity. Um, Okay, I want you to read for us verse 56 and tell me what's special about that verse, please, Mon.
1: For sin is a sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. It's special because this is the verse that was in our quiz this morning. (laughs) Ah.
0: (laughs) Wondered whether you'd find it right
1: there. (laughs) Yes, of course I know. It's a good thing we uh, got that quiz answered before we hit this. (laughs) Give it away.
0: (laughs) Well, it's not actually in the Bible study. It was just like, you know what, we're here. Let's (laughs) go go there. Let's do this. But, you know, it's a great verse when you think about it. The sting of death is sin and the Mm. strength of sin is the law. Um, It's the law that says that you are a sinner in need of a saviour. It is the law that says, without a saviour, you must die. It is the law that points us to Jesus Christ. Without the law, as we discussed yesterday, we would not know our need of a saviour. In fact, we would not need a saviour uh, because nothing would be broken. Mm. So, you know, this is, this is what points us and directs us to Jesus Christ. We're going to flick back over to the Gospel of John. Uh, there's a really important passage over here that we need to look at in relationship to what we're studying here in John chapter 6. John chapter 6. John chapter 6? No, try try John chapter 5. Because in Corinthians, you know, the Bible talks about uh, when Jesus returns, that we will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye and that the dead will be raised incorruptible. We need to find out where are they being raised from? Are they being raised from heaven or are they being raised from their graves? We'll be back with that answer right after Jeremy Camp brings us this song.
4: To e
0: Right, guys, that was Jeremy Camp with Give Me Jesus here on Faith FM and as we continue on with our Encounter with God, the 20 million <laughs> movement, 20 million people around the world studying the same passage of scripture at the same time, we do need to remind you about the free health expo that is taking place at the Warabrook Community Centre, Community yes, Hall. This is so
1: exciting.
0: Right here in the Newcastle area, so that's uh, 6 uh, Angafora Drive, Warabrook. Uh, from nine a.m. to one p.m. today, so it's eight thirty now. It's kicking off so in half an
1: hour. Get on off. down there. It's absolutely. probably gonna be like a queue already, people, because I mean, free health checkup. Who doesn't want that? Yes, and it's a comprehensive health checkup. No, you know, it's not, oh, absolutely goes like through, through the whole eight year. laws of health. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not gonna be like some little quick in and out thing that you know you get from some practitioners these days. It's gonna be comprehensive. It's gonna and there are health professionals holistic. down there.
0: I know there are health professionals there because one of them has been texting me with information.
1: Oh, bless his heart. Yeah, it's a, it's a holistic approach, so it's not just going to be like you know are you dead no good fine leave (laughs) it's it's, it's holistic so it's gonna be a great um great experience for you it's completely free definitely they're they're going to be
0: able to share with you natural ways that you can change your lifestyle improve your lifestyle become healthier enjoy life enjoy just you know vibrant healthy um yes so many people are curious
1: curious about that kind of thing like you know what are some natural ways you know People don't want to be on medications. Medications are expensive. They have side effects, you know. So, people want to know natural ways that they can um, live their life. And so, this is, is going to be a really, really great um, opportunity for them, especially because it's completely free. Yeah. But it's only on from 9 till 1 today. So, get down That's to Warbrook uh, Community Hall.
0: You know, uh, you, you, by following the simple steps that are outlined here, um, on average, you can you can add uh, 10 to 12 years to your lifespan mm. and reduce your sickness um, your your years of sickness by you know up to seven years.
1: Yeah, it's not because just it, a longer sick life. The average person, longer healthy uh, life.
0: That's right. Yeah, the average person spends the last like seven years of their life ill, um, and and so that's no fun at all. And so um, yeah, eight simple steps, and you can learn all about it at the Warrebrook Community Hall today, starting in half an hour. Get yourself over there. Don't miss out. Moving on with our Bible study, John chapter five verse. 20 28, the Bible says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves. Where are they, Mon?
1: In the graves. In
0: the graves. will hear his voice and shall come forth. Those that have done good to the resurrection of life and those that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Notice what the Bible does not say. The Bible does not say all those that are in heaven. The Bible says all those that are in the grave. The Bible is very, very clear about this. You can't have a resurrection. A resurrection nullifies... Sorry, uh, the, you cannot have the immortality of the soul because the immortality of the soul nullifies the need for a resurrection. That makes no point yeah, at all. it doesn't. God doesn't do anything without a reason. We serve a reasonable God. He doesn't do just you know random things for the sake of doing random things. Everything that God does, God does with a purpose um, and he got, does those things that are v- at the very best for us. Okay, so we were uh, um, talking about uh, the resurrection. Let's look at some other passages on the resurrection. One of my favorites is 1 Thessalonians. And we read this the other day when we were talking about the second coming of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I
1: love this verse.
0: Verse, can you quote it from memory? If I give you a start, can you quote it from memory? For the Lord himself.
1: I uh, shall appear with great... No, nah, nah, you're just, with great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have with a bit of thought.
0: For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, archangel with the trumpet of God, and
1: keep going, the dead... I, I'm looking at now. Christ so no shall <laughs> rise <laughs> first. Also, I'm looking at a different translation uh, to what I did. That will mess you in. up. Yeah. That will
0: totally, totally yeah, mess you up. Because I'm used to King up.
1: James and now I'm looking at this going, what? what, what? <laughs> that will...
0: That will... That will... Yeah... You, you, you can't memorize it in the KJV and then try, try and read, and read it. it. in the NLT. <laughs> That's it's, right. Very it's very difficult. Do you want me to read it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, read it from the NLT. the Lord say.
1: himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words.
0: There you go. So encourage one another with these words here. The Bible says that we will be joined together in the air. And so the resurrection of Jesus is something that we all have to look forward to because that is a day when Jesus is coming back to reunite families again and what a day of rejoicing and victory that will be when you know when that great day actually happens you know paul talks about the subject of the resurrection just before he passes away in fact if we go over to second timothy the very end of second timothy it's almost like paul is signing off in his ministry Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter four, and we're going to start reading from verse six, if you could read that for us, Mond. Second Timothy chapter four and verse six.
1: He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us no. confidence. What? Oh, sorry. I'm in Titus. What's up, Titus? What's up, Titus? Good verses. I wasn't complaining at the
0: verses. Great passage. Just not the right subject. Like, yeah. So my
1: fingers are bananas today. That's like the third time I've turned to the wrong thing. In. It's the end of the week. Yeah, it is. It's when your fingers become bananas. Okay, so Second uh, Timothy chapter four and verse six. You said right? Yes. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful.
0: Okay, so these are words that append, you know, probably the day before he's executed. You know, sentence has been passed down. He knows what's going to happen. He knows that nothing's going to change it. You know, unless God works a miracle overnight, and so he writes his last letter and he signs off for his ministry.
1: They they are very like a a last last command kind of a thing. Yeah, that's right. This is this is
0: is Paul's last words, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting what he says in verse eight.
1: I'm going to skip down to eight, yep. Yeah. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on, his, on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So when does the Bible
0: say, when does Paul say that he is going to receive uh, that, uh, the prize, the crown of righteousness? On the
1: day of the return of Jesus. On the day of the re- that's right. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you, you would think Going to the average funeral today, you would think that... Every person receives that crown the moment they die. Yeah.
1: He's not saying I'm going to get a I mean, this How many times have you seen it
0: in like a Christian movie where oh, the person's yeah, died and yeah. then suddenly their ghost floats away mm-hmm. wearing a white robe and gets given a crown? I mean, over and over and over and over again, and it's not found anywhere in the Bible. If you can find it in the Bible for me, please give me a call. Desperately want to find this verse. one eight hundred three two four eight four three 324 843 is our number, or text us on 491 Here's our problem as Christians. We spend way too much time just listening to whatever the preacher says and not checking it out from the Bible it's so ourselves. Yep. You can't afford to tune into Faith FM radio every day, listen to whatever Lila Mon say on the radio, and just go, oh, yeah, it must be true. It is your responsibility before God to go and check out everything that we say. There's no way that I would let someone talk to me in the way that Mon and I talked to you. About the Bible without checking it out for myself. Absolutely. That is your responsibility for God. I'm laying down the challenge and I'm saying, find me the verse mm. if it exists. So go study. It's actually Go, very you much,
1: like um, you know, we, we had the interview earlier in the show with Martin Isles from the Christian Lobby and he said, you know, if we don't get to teach Bible in our schools, we're going to be teaching something else. Like this. if it's not our gender, it's going to be someone else's gender. It's exactly the same thing here. If we're not doing our thinking for ourselves, someone else is doing our thinking for us.
0: Yeah, it's actually an important thing because, you know, when you think about it, education is the most powerful force that there is in Australia. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, because education, you change the educational system, you've changed the whole the whole philosophy, the whole country in just one generation. But uh, yes, coming back to the subject of the resurrection, the subject of the resurrection is foundational Christianity. If we are not united on this, this is an area of, of faith that we must be united on if we are going to call ourselves Christians, if we're going to be follower of Christ, a Christian. Mm-hmm.
5: Real life stories
0: have baggage. We know that Peter's a whiz canon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup.
6: Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe.
2: <laughs>
3: from the now-
0: Welcome back guys, that was Caitlin Clampett. Love lifted me here on Faith FM, and we have come to question of the day time. So, what is our question of the day today?
1: Yes, indeed, it's time for question because there's no time for quiz because the quiz, Lionel. Hey, can
0: I give you? Can I give everyone a, a, a sneak preview of uh, Monday's question?
1: Uh, I mean, if you're super wanna, you can give us a sneak peek of Monday's question. <laughs>
0: Because I think it's going to challenge a few people.
1: Okay, go on, go on.
0: Yeah, 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 okay, okay. And so I want you—I want you to be challenged by this because it's good to be challenged. Uh, this is the one that we're going to be doing on uh, Monday. It comes from Exodus chapter thirty-four, where the Bible describes <laughs> Himself as somebody in verse seven, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will be by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers. Okay, this is the iniquity of the fathers mm-hmm. on the children and the children's children under the third and fourth generation. Why does God do that?
1: Sneak peek onto Monday's questions, but today's question...
0: If you don't have the answer, you better tune in on Monday because if you're a Christian and you believe in the Bible uh, and you don't have an answer to this question, then you are in trouble. Sooner or later, someone will ask you this question. That's a good point. Why does God punish people for things that their parents did? Mm. Or why does the Bible say that anyway?
1: Well, before we uh, get too further down that track, while well, I've got to save that thing for Monday. Yes. Today's question has come in and it is a very uh, good one actually. It says how how do I find out God how do I find out God's calling for my life?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. It's not one of those things that you can answer with like, Oh, here's one verse and here is the answer to uh, all of the things mm-hmm. that you need to find out about that's God's right. calling for your life. It starts with finding out what your spiritual gifts are, because your spiritual gifts are going to affect your calling. And everybody, when I talk to them, you know, how did you find your calling uh, for your life has a different story. So, for instance, Mon, if I asked you, you know, how did you know that you were called to come here and work on Faith FM Radio? I know you have a very powerful testimony about that Um, and how that, you know, God really, really did uh, intervene in quite a remarkable way to show you that. But not everybody has that kind of an experience. Everyone's experience is different. First of all, identify your spiritual gifts. And you can identify your spiritual gifts. There's a number of ways you can do a survey. That's not a a terrible... I'm not really into surveys, but some people found them really helpful.
1: I love surveys.
0: Okay. Mon can do a survey. I'll do it for you. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. You can tell me what what my spiritual gifts are. You can do a survey. um, You can ask your friends. You can spend time in Bible study, prayer and meditation and talking to God about it and then just examining yourself and saying, okay, what, what gifts has God given to me? And really that's the approach that I've always taken is take it to God and then look at, all right, what has God given to me? So first of all, find out what your spiritual gifts are. Then obviously you're going to look at, you know, Those things, those areas in uh, your life where you can put those to the best use in serving God. And there is likely to be a multitude of different things that you can do. All of them are probably good things and some of them are probably better than others. It's probably one of those situations where there's going to be no wrong answer. You know, if you go down this way and you should have gone down that way, hey, you're still serving God and it's still a good thing, mm. but you may have done more over on this path than on that path. And so once again, you're going to have to take that to God and say, which one of these paths do you want me to go down? And then simply, you know, if God doesn't give, you know, direct intervention like he did in your case, Mon, then choose one that is appealing to you. Go down that path and see where it leads. The Bible says this, you will hear a voice behind you saying, whether you turn to the right hand or you turn to the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk you in it. In other words, walk in this way. Follow the voice of your conscience. Follow the Holy Spirit as God speaks to you and just go down one of those paths. Whatever you do, don't stop there at the beginning of all of those paths. If they're all good paths, don't just stop there looking, like oh, I don't know which path I should be going down. So I'm not going to go down any path. No. No. Do what and this this is a principle that I've always used in my ministry is do what lies nearest. Mm. That suits the talents that God has given to you and as you do the thing that is nearest to you that is the most obvious that suits your talents then God is going to direct your path and you're going to find your calling in life. Um, every person experiences a different way. I remember um, you know, my calling came about as a result of you know, becoming on fire for giving Bible studies and just started giving lots of Bible studies and realized this is what God has called me to do.
1: And here you are giving Bible studies on air. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so, so much excited. for answering that, Lyle. If you have a question, you can call us here. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your questions. Our texting number is 491 064669. We love fielding your questions and answering them on here. So send us anything you got.
5: We'll follow your heart is what they say. I know that if I do, I'll be following something I can't know. Deceitful and untrue. Couldn't love you if I tried. I couldn't find a way unless my heart is led by God. I'll only go astray if we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two. There's gotta be three chords. Only then can we say I love you God is love, he gives to us A priceless gift that's free He gave himself, he gave his all Unconditionally I want to love you like he does, Lord Give me eyes to see The only way I can is if You live inside of me One heart, one flesh, one instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Love is kind, love never fails for proud or rude It bears all things Believes all things Rejoices in the
2: truth
5: And love will never seek her own Love's patient, love endures. And if we want love like that, is what we'll have to do If we want to be one heart One flesh One instead of two There's gotta be three chords. Woven, God in me and you. If I were... Is the only love that's true. And it's the love that binds us, it binds us tightly, stronger than the grave. When God is joined together now, let no one separate. This love is forever, yeah, it's for eternity. Because the wellspring of our love is the one who is and was. If we want to be one part, one flesh, one instead of two There's got to be three cords woven, God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with a fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Cause the love of God is the only love that's true and I love you with a love as
2: true.
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Josh Cunningham with Three Chords here on Faith FM. And don't forget to head across right now. They're about to start opening in five minutes from now, if you are in the Newcastle area. Uh, go to the Warrowbrook Community Center for the New Start Free Health Expo. Go, th- go through the eight different stations that are there, the eight different laws of health, and you will find ways of dramatically changing your lifestyle um, and becoming a healthier and a happier person all right mon what are we giving away today
1: yeah see the first person to call through now a 1-800 faith FM will get a copy of a wonderful book by Dwight Hall it's called secrets beyond the grave and it's uh it's I guess it continues the study we had today about um, you know what happens after you die and we read there in first Thessalonians and also in Corinthians about the groups that'll be caught up into the into the second coming and uh, and how you know you have to be buried to be resurrected so this book is going to continue that and uh, it's written by dwight Whitehall Hall, is, who's an amazing, amazing speaker, an amazing evangelist, um, it's published by Remnant Publications and uh, and you can get a completely free copy of it. All you're gonna do is be the first person to call now, one 800 324 I'm gonna put some pictures of this book up on Instagram so you can have a look at it, but I would suggest you call pretty quick.
0: Absolutely. Or text us on 0491-064-669. But the best way to get it. The people who get these are the ones who call.
1: Yeah. I just wanna say this book also talks about like what happened, like what are those apparitions? What a ghost. Like, you know, people see stuff.
0: Oh, that's what, a real
1: experience. Yeah, yeah. So this book will cover all those kind of questions as well. So if you're thinking, "Hang on, Lilian Mon can't be right. They're talking about people staying in the grave, and their, their soul not going anywhere." But I've seen ghosts. This book will tackle that question for you.
0: Absolutely, and don't forget, if you'd like to study the Bible on pretty much any issue that there is out there, then give us a call. You know what our number is. We have a bunch of different Bible studies that we have access to that you can do for free. In fact, there's a new one in the process of being written right now um, about mental health. Mm. And we'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks or so. We're going to get Wayne Baum on here to talk about that. But right now, stay tuned. We love you guys. Great program. How right now. the
4: Father's love for us. How vast beyond our measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing love. The Father turns His face away As wounds which mar the chosen one Bring many sons to glory